Ready to be. Somebody else ready. And willing and able. Okay. Great. Tell me when you're ready, Elliot. Ready. Okay. Welcome, and we'll call the meeting to order. Roll call. Mr. Lamont. Present. Mr. Kubicki. Present. Ms. Hughes. Present. Let's stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I make a motion to approve the approve and signing of the meeting minutes, regular meeting minutes of May 11, 2021. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kirby. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Okay, then we move on to open forum. Do we have anybody signed in? Um, I guess. I've signed in. Okay, go ahead. Okay, my name is Dale Hudson, and I've lived down on Hurry Avenue since 74, 1974. That's a long time. Live there. And I've seen, of course, recently, of course, houses are being torn down, new houses going down. Now I was talking to the gentleman behind me, and he was talking about this tax abatement, I guess. And they didn't have anything to do with Columbia Township. And being able to, uh, maybe it's a county, um, I don't know what you call it, county program, where basically the developer or whoever purchases a property, they have a 10-year tax abatement where they don't pay taxes. Uh, property I'm not sure how much of the property taxes the only thing the question I have about that is with the way you know people talk about affordable housing and of course housing in massive place is no longer affordable it's getting less affordable and I'm not really sure why we why that 10% tax abatement is even offered because effectively it's the other taxpayers that are picking up the tab for the developers to offer this as an incentive to sell their property when they develop it. Uh, behind me, they tore down one house that has three lots. So, of course, now they're going to build three, three of these houses that fit in one lot, you know, with the driveway in the front. Um, and which is fine. You need jobs, creates jobs. But the only problem, I think, how it affects the affordability of housing in the uh, area and the fact I don't necessarily want to subsidize developers because I don't think there's a problem selling the property once it's developed, and I'm not sure that 10% or that 10-year tax abatement is really needed. That's my uh, I'll start, then I'll let Melissa chime in with her economic development background. But first, just to be clear, when you say not 10%, it's a 10-year yes. tax abatement, and it would only be on the increased valuation. So you're always obligated if you go buy a house or a lot for $200,000 and presumably build a house or and sell it for $400,000, you would only get the, the, the tax abatement on the increased valuation. There's no abatement on the original valuation. And so, so when they tear a house down, basically, I looked it up, uh, the lots are 75000 They purchased the lots for 75000 So if he sells a house for, let's say, 375. The tax abatement would be on the three hundred thousand. No. Well, well, they have to make the school districts whole as well, but but it would but it would never abate what they're already paying. So no matter what, they're going to be obligated to pay what what the current valuation is. That it, it would not be a subsidy to the developer. The theory behind a tax abatement would be in order to get people to invest in communities and maybe soften the cost, and the cost of construction right now is through the roof. So I'm not editorializing on whether it's good or bad. I'm just saying you could make the argument that when a $400,000 house gets built, most people like to see their properties go up in value. That's usually a really good thing. I realize the byproduct of it is the affordable housing issue. Mm -hmm. But the generally speaking, we get graded. People judge us that if their property values are going down, generally bad if it goes up that's generally good right. and and when you give a tax abatement it's usually an incentive for people to go out and invest in the area and give them a soft break on the future increase in tax valuations and, and I'll let Melissa be more specific in terms of what that means but I'm saying that that is the theory behind why tax abatements exist is to give somebody an incentive to go in and invest in the community and where somebody may not otherwise buy a $400,000 house in Madison Place, they may say, all right, if I get a couple thousand dollar break on my, my real estate taxes, that helps. And then that in theory helps the property values, 
mean, that's the way the theory behind it works. But you can never abate taxes that they're already paying. You always have to pay what the current tax situation is. And then there's obviously when they go build and have a new tax valuation, there's all, you always have to make the schools whole as well. As well. Melissa, go ahead and finish off whatever I start. So that's all accurate. You are actually correct. It is a county program, and it was established several decades ago, if not more. We are uh, communities in Hamilton County, just outside the city of Cincinnati, are considered as there's a special class that were designated first ring suburbs. And there is disinvestment in um, all of those, there's a list of communities and we are on it and we qualify for the program through the county. Um, looking at the population that we used to have and looking at the um, other factors like that, that they qualify us for that program. And to, as David said, to attract reinvestment, they look at, um, under their disinvestment category, they look at the age of your housing stock and we, we rank very poorly because we are an older community uh, and other factors like that. I will say that none of the developers in Madison Place that are doing the building on vacant lots or tear down and rebuilds have applied for any of these programs. So they are not receiving those. So the program is available. It is the count, county has final approval. Uh, the applications are run through us, uh, but go to the county for final approval. Uh, and uh, none of the builders, I've, I've, I, I've progr that program, the notices on the applications to the county go through me directly. And there are no builders in Madison Place that have applied. N not the one with the two ranches um, on Berwick, not any of the ones on um, Vinewood. Yeah, that's on Vinewood. I mean, there's yeah. a house there that they. Right. I mean, it had three lots, and of course, it so they tore down the existing house, and that made three lots. The one next to Mary McManus. Uh, they they torn down two, and uh, one on the north side, one on the south, and then they're building an additional home on yeah, a vacant Mary, lot. Mary McManus, Mary McManus, right? Yeah. And then they're building on a vacant lot uh, for um, I want to say Debbie Heater. Deb Heater, I think is her name. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, but they don't have tax abatements. So, but if they chose to apply, they would be eligible for the program, but they're, they're not applying. And it's Mr. Hutchinson, is that right? Yes. I live on Row nearby, and so we've, I mean, we've all talked to the neighbors on Vinewood, and Melissa's talked to the builders there, to, so if you have other concerns, I can give you my information. I live just a couple blocks away from you, and I, share the concerns of, that you do so you can reach out to me personally sure yeah. okay. thank you yeah, oh, you're yeah we thank appreciate you. it thank you you coming here okay any other open forum no uh, that we move on to reports uh, we start with the fiscal officer's report with ms heakin thank you um, as, um, as of the end of May, we are nearly halfway through the budget year. The general fund ending balance is $3,189,945, which is a decrease of 3% from April. Restricted fund ending balance is $5,545,136, which is a decrease of 9% from April. Combined, these funds total $8,735,081, which is down 7% from April. Revenues for the month of May are 87,165. Expenses are 702,408. Year-to-date revenues are 3,325,853, and expenses are 1,942,969. In April, we did receive our first half property tax settlement from the auditor from the county auditor and the second half settlement will not occur until September. Um, voter approved levy revenues do not fully cover the cost of public services to residents. Our JEDZ business revenues supplement the cost of services that exceed our property tax revenues. And again, thanks to Columbia Township's success in attracting and supporting businesses, we're able to continue to provide residents with exceptional services at a lower cost. Thank you. Any questions about the report? 
Okay, we move on to the uh, the um, road superintendent's report, Mr. Shabizi's report. Anything anybody want to add or any questions to that? Not for me. Okay, then we move on to the administrator's report with Ms. Taylor. Uh, I always open with a shout out to the staff, but I'll be brief because I know that each of you want to talk about our very successful Welcome Back Margaritaville event this past Saturday. I wanted to share that um, we all pulled this event together within three weeks and we worked that is amazing every day we worked late into the evening and we worked weekends and on saturday we worked nearly 12 hours in the heat to make it all happen and it was an amazing event so i want to say thank you so much to our staff for basically we dropped everything and all hands on deck and i want to tell you uh trustee kabicki we appreciated the text on sunday morning we were all <laughs> wiped out and it was very special to receive a text from you that said thank you for pouring our heart and souls because we felt we had poured everything into it and we were happy to do it but it was nice so i wanted to tell you thank you for that appreciate that and i'll tell you what it was the, the the event just stepped up a notch you guys i could tell put your heart souls imaginations into it and you felt it and the attendance reflected it and um, so it was a remarkable event. But I'll let you guys editorialize this in a minute, but go keep Later. going. Okay, so quickly, uh, at the county level, Hamilton County Board of County Commissioners set up a special website for people who are continuing to struggle during the in financial impacts from COVID. Um, I feel they did a really good job on the website. It's 513, so our area code obviously, relief.org. So 513relief.org. And you can click on an icon and very easily get to information for housing, uh, rent assistance, uh, utility bill assistance, uh, food assistance, uh, if you're looking for a job, if you're a small business, uh, and they still are offering places for COVID testing and COVID vaccinations. Um, also on the county level, Hamilton County Health Commissioner Greg Kesterman uh, met with uh, Hamilton County trustees on a Zoom uh, in the past month and sh updated us on the, I think Brian, you were on that, uh, on that call as well, or the, on the Zoom, that uh, the importance of vaccinations, that you hear that a lot, but he gave a statistic which, which was pretty s uh, significant. Currently, 99.7% of patients that are hospitalized with COVID are not vaccinated so the vaccine is working and the majority of patients in the hospital with covid are um on ventilators so when it is striking it is striking very seriously uh, he emphasized that the cdc's position now is if you are fully vaccinated you it is considered that all activities are safe um, businesses still have the authority to establish their own safety rules on their own premises related to social distancing and masking. So simply because the um, state of Ohio or the CDC says that if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask, that's in public spaces. Private spaces are still under the domain of the private entity. So I thought it would be helpful for people to understand that. And the uh, Ohio Department of Public Health will not uh, enforce anything in a private business. Uh, uh, heads up to the trustee board that the Jed Z quarterly board meeting is typically following this meeting. However, every June we push that meeting to July so that it coincides with the annual budget due to the auditor. So in the same way that this board will uh, uh, review and approve our uh, 2022 budget at our July 13th meeting, we will then following that do the same for the, the Jed Z board. Um, community events on May 18th we co-sponsored with 50 West and Hamilton County Commissioners and Hamilton County Public Health a free pop-up vaccination clinic at 50 West with free fries and free fry sauce hard to say say very quickly <laughs> the magic orange sauce I call it it cures everything um, everything that ails you <laughs> And then, uh, as we said that we would talk about a little bit later, this past Saturday we held our um, Welcome Back Margaritaville block party, which also was a, a, a combo taste of Columbia Township as part of our continuing support for our restaurants as um, we rebuild after uh, COVID. 
our free $25 gift card shows some more love, Columbia Township, to our restaurants, also as part of our restaurant stimulus, ends in three weeks. So if anyone has gift cards at home, get out and use them. July 1st, they expire with our 10 participating restaurants. We also had some gift cards left that were not registered for online. Hi, come on in. Uh, and, um, and we gave those out at the Margaritaville event, and people were very pleased with that. A brief update on the Madison Place Firehouse redevelopment. We have a tentative opening sometime in September. We have continuing schedule delays due to material and uh, contractor employee shortages. We're looking at the option for a partial opening and then a full opening later. We have a full team meeting tomorrow on that. We are well underway, actually uh, ahead of schedule on our infrastructure phase. So we have just completed the storm sewer system replacement. Uh, so these are things that are visible to our residents and our businesses. We are in process to relocate overhead utilities to underneath Murray Avenue so that we can do modifications to the building. And tomorrow we open bids to do an resurfacing of Murray Avenue between Plainville and Berwick. Chunks of asphalt are coming up. It is unsafe for the amount of um, pedestrian, bike, and um, other traffic that the firehouse, once it's reopened, is going to attract. Uh, so we're going to do an interim resurfacing on that. And that, um, as I have said in prior meetings, is being funded from the uh, Porsche expansion that goes into a special account for public improvements in the vicinity of um, Porsche. Let's talk a little bit about some of our roads and uh, crosswalks in the arena of safety and uh, for our residents and our businesses. So on our two crosswalks, the Plainville Road pedestrian crossing, uh, we have spoken before in detail that we're going to improve that, that uh, crossing and with flashers um, activated by pedestrians similar to what we have at 50 West on Wooster Pike. Again, due to COVID, there's a back order on poles for the flashers. So we are, that project is approved and uh, the county has approved it being put on Plainville Road, which is a county road. We're just waiting for all of the equipment to come in. And then on our Wooster Pike crosswalk at 50 West, uh, I just signed a contract with Duke to install new safety lighting. Uh, so they're going to be putting that up here probably within the next month or so. Uh, we discovered after we installed the 50 West crosswalk um, at night, there's no lighting anywhere near that crosswalk. So we're adding that post uh, project. So that's a, uh, and we were fortunate that Duke had poles in the area that did not have lights on them and agreed to put lights on them. So that's, a, that's great news. So those two things will happen as soon as the contractors are able to move forward. On our roads, we've had weather delays on Hillendale. The final paving should have been the end of May. It's been postponed three times due to rain. It's scheduled again tomorrow. I don't know what the weather forecast is. I think it's potential rain every afternoon this week, but we're still trying to finish that project up. And then uh, the next two roads that will be fully rebuilt are Buckingham and Cambridge between Plainville and Edith. Uh, those projects are being engineered this year and then we will construct them in 2022 and again it will depend on contractor availability and equipment and supply availability. We just kicked off a targeted speed study. This is something that we had a number of residents after I started as administrator call uh, complaining as um, we went, interestingly, as we went into COVID and then now the complaints obviously have increased as we have come out of COVID. Uh, but I think a lot of people got used to a lower volume of traffic, things being a little bit quieter. And now that, that everyone's going back to work and the, all the retail establishments are opening back up there, uh, people have adjusted to the quiet and are, are concerned. But nonetheless, we, are, we just kicked off a targeted speed study. Uh, we identified specific roads that where uh, speeding concerns had been identified. And uh, we have a contractor that will be putting out double cables across those roads. They'll rotate the cabling all throughout the township over a period of a couple of months and then will give us a report back. And we'll be looking at uh, radar speed signs, which are considered driver uh, immediate feedback, as well as we're looking at locations where uh, people do not stop at the stop sign or roll the stop sign and it's considered a safety hazard. And so there are some 
um, signs that are considered helpful in terms of driver feedback. So we're going to be looking at that. Um, and that's all I have. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Any questions about the administrative report? Okay, we move on to the economic development quarterly report. Do we have any questions about that? Okay, with that, we move on to the police report with Lieutenant Ember. Well, oh, just got a couple things in report. Um, going back to the, uh, the Margarita party, um, two officers that worked the uh, security detail there said that uh, the crowd was uh, was nice sized. Everybody was well behaved. There was absolutely no issues. So it's good to hear that. Um, <clears throat> Golf Manor is going to have their um, annual 4th of uh, July parade again this year, and they're requesting that uh, Columbia Township have uh, one car in the parade, so we're going to supply a car for that, um, and that car will be available to respond to anything, and we'll leave if, if, uh, if need be. And then lastly, when um, you're assigned that that piece, Corporal Graderick's, he's a day shift officer. Um, he just completed his uh, police mountain bike training over the Memorial Day weekend. It was a grueling two-day, 10-hour each day class, um, which included a fairly long bike ride and some other things. So now he's certified as a bike patrol officer. And once we get him fully equipped with the uniform, uh, you'll see him out and about in the township on uh, the township bicycle. On the bike trails too? Yep, and that was one of the reasons that we wanted to get another officer um, trained up uh, with the bike trail extension and everything. Um, they're able to respond down to the bike trail. We'll be adding uh, a bike carrier for the, uh, for the SUV. So we'll be able to respond on the bike trail. Uh, if there's disabled cyclists, somebody that's injured, needs a ride, we can now transport them and their bicycle at the same time. So I think it's, it's, a, I think cool. it's a great thing. That's great. Great. Okay. Uh, next, we move on to the uh, let's do both fire reports together, Ryan. <laughs> um, so, for Little Miami, I think that negotiations are still going going with Marymount. Um, hope, hopefully, there's some positive news that comes out of those negotiations, and um, we still don't have an update as far as I know on anything that's happening in Golf Manor and what they decide to do. But I did, we did get a um, an update. From Chief Matter, who's actually the fire chief for Deer Park and Silverton, and in there, I wanted to recognize a little bit. They had a pretty serious fire in Silverton that they responded to, and I'm not going to read all the details, but it was a pretty serious fire that they responded to, and in cooperation with Blue Ash, our little Miami fire truck, Madera Indian Hill, Redding, and the Deer Park Police Department all showed up, and you know, see the pictures. It looks pretty dangerous, so I want to recognize their efforts there. That was a lot of work and. Um, multiple departments that service our community were there, so we appreciate that. Okay, that's all. Thank you. Okay, now we move on to trustees reports. Any new report? We start with. Uh, we'll start with you, Ryan. Yeah, I, I wanted to must have mentioned high level the party on Saturday night and. I didn't send a text. I apologize for that. I think I was too tired to <laughs> put my phone up, and I didn't work nearly the hours that Lauren, Kim, Dustin, Jamie, Jim, Melissa, many others worked. I was there from 5 to 9.30ish. Um, was so tired, and I know that they were there by noon and worked till after midnight, and so um, it was an amazing party. The weather cooperated. It was a, just awesome to see so many friendly faces, smiling faces, listening to music, great food, incredible bands, seeing your neighbors, and all of these communities coming together. This is the first one that I've been to as a trustee. I've been to many as a resident. But just, you know, you have people from Fairfax, Madisonville, uh, Madison Place, Williams Meadow, Marymount, Ridgewood, mm -hmm. all over the county were coming, and every one of them had a smile on their face. They could not believe the party that we threw. And we were the first ones to, the, uh, as far as I know, the first mm -hmm. ones in the area to throw a party. So thank you for your leadership and your vision, because this this was, I think it was your idea. Mm -hmm. Let's do this as soon as Governor DeWine lets us do it. <laughs> what an amazing plan, and I um, appreciate all the work. And being a part of it is just so rewarding, I think. So that's all I wanted to say. Well, I'll just quote the lady that was sitting <laughs> by me, three ladies in um, wheelchairs. And the one said she came uh, because she grew up in Madison Place. And she said, we were so pleasantly surprised at your party. And we're having a blast. So nice. everybody had a great mm -hmm. time. 
it's just a great way place for the community all to connect and and Brian to your point the idea of coming up with a plan to go do it and get the band to come but then it really came down to reaching out to <laughs> Melissa and the team and saying could you pull this Can off execute it yeah and Melissa said we'll figure it out and they did so to, to, to your view and the team and John and Kim and Lauren John it was amazing to mm. see what they pulled off and see the heart and soul and passion they put into it it was amazing Caroline I know you had some effort in helping out with some things yep. no. No. No, no no you did no and everybody chipped in and, and did with I did very little I'll admit that I didn't have the idea it was your idea my idea but other than that it was amazing to watch and just seeing everybody connect and have fun that's what's important uh, yeah. to everything and um, so tremendous the only other thing I would say is the trustees reports getting out of the 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 Margaritaville Street Festival would be I thought it was really cool I ran to Jim Woodall the GM mm -hmm. from um, the Woosty group and you know I know sometimes you, you hear a lot of the negative things but one of the things that I thought was really cool is one of my neighbors took his car and to go get go get oil changed or whatever and they give them a $25 gift card to go across the street to the coffee shop. Uh, they give them to everybody. And wow. I just go look and go, you know, if anybody doesn't think that those people don't care about the community, he's just like, yeah, well, what the heck, I go and get my old change. They give me a $25 gift card to go across. And it just is good for all the businesses. And it's one more way that, that of all the, the, the negative things you hear, that's something that's positive, huge. And you like to hear that, where one business is saying we want to make sure to help the other businesses. So felt like I want to give them a shout out for doing that and encourage them to continue to do it. Um, just that's contagious, that kind of behavior. So that's all I have. Can, can I have one more thing? Go ahead. Of course. Well, I have two topics really quick. Well, number one, all those businesses, it's amazing how well they work together mm -hmm. to solve like parking challenges. I know for a fact there's a barter system between that and another business for parking spots for sandwiches. Mm -hmm. I think that's an amazing way the community can all come together and figure it out, right? And we can't solve all the problems in the community, but they have to figure it out themselves. So that was the first thing. That's a good point. They all work together and they all get along. And I wanted to mention really quick, for those of you that live on Murray by Murray Path, it should be completed if weather cooperates soon. Um, should be completed this week is what I've been told. Mm -hmm the last little code on top. So if you've been parking over there and kind of dealing with all the challenges in that area, should be over temporarily for now, and so people can use it, the community will use it, it's gonna be beautiful. It's not finished though, in the fall we'll have the landscaping. We're waiting till the fall. That's when all the trees and flowers, it'll look incredible. They say it's gonna be one of the nicest, most beautiful trails in the county, and that's saying a lot given the how beautiful many of them are. And then the other thing I want to mention is the Crown Network, which is the Cincinnati Riding or Walking Network. Um, they are trying to combine all the little trails in the city. It's a 34-mile loop. And they announced last week they raised $6 million, hoping to raise $8 million. And so I think that the community, uh, all of our communities should see the impact of that. Over the next couple of years, more trails will be developed and more connections. And we, you know, for Columbia Township residents, we have the Little Miami Trail that we um, helped last last year behind 50 West and Columbia um, down Columbia Parkway, mm -hmm. and all the way through, obviously, all the way to Terrace Park. That whole trail is really in Columbia Township, mm -hmm. and then now the Murray Trail. And so, hopefully, we'll get to connect that over the next few years. No, I appreciate that. And, and then one other shout out we, I guess we should give to the, the going back to the street festival, the party or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> would be the, the 50 West 50 guys West. Yes. always that. step up and, um, and they come personally, which is nice, is, is understaffed as a lot of these restaurants are. And I know when we mm -hmm. reached out to them, uh, some several of the principals were out of town, but the, the Bob Slattery Sr. showed up and his sister and everybody else came to provide and produce and also all of the restaurants I know we've done a lot for them in this COVID stuff and they've been you know to help them get through it but they stepped up and came back and were able to serve and provide for the event as well and also all the volunteers that came in and provided and served both the booths the games and the food um, some of them are relatives some of them aren't even, don't even live in the community that was amazing. So uh, a lot of people chipped in to, to go do that. And it just, it's a really good feeling and it was just a tremendous good feeling all the way around. Lauren Allison, our newest employee, gets the prize. We don't have one, I guess we'll have to think of one. She brought, I think, more volunteers than yes. actually we have staff. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes, so. and they all came down from Westchester. Yes. So wow. they made the effort. 
and work for free. I keep going back to the word passion and, and, and putting their heart and soul into it, it showed. So that said, we will move on. Any questions about communications? I'd like to say in communications, um, we're third in a series of focusing on our neighborhoods for the um, podcast and we've done Ridgewood and then Madison Place and then this past month we did Williams Meadow and this coming month June we're going to be doing Susan will be joining us and we will be talking about a number of the neighborhoods that are in the central part of Columbia Township so uh, we'll be posting that one probably mid next week and then we had really amazing posts leading up to Margaritaville and then after Margaritaville in terms of people saying they've had a great time the one of the ladies with the ladies in the wheelchair actually did a big post posted a picture and said that she really appreciated that we just rolled out the red carpet for them um, uh, and we were talking about the two officers who worked the event there in a post as well waving uh, from the event as well so we just I mean people stopped took the time and wrote about their experience at the event and we really appreciate that because usually when people are calling us it's because somebody is upset about something with their neighbor or some other issue so that's communications i want to mention there were people dancing in the street <laughs> and they were dancing really good they evidently <laughs> took lessons yeah. it, obviously, it obviously wasn't me <laughs> <laughs> Okay, any other questions about communications? Then we move on to the motions and we will hand this off to the wonderful Ms. Taylor to go read the motions. Who is, is awake finally for the, <laughs> the meeting. All right, we have um, four this evening. The first three are emergency and the fourth is uh, first reading tonight. So our first resolution is Providing for and authorizing the removal of tall grass, weeds, and debris, declaring a nuisance for non-compliant properties at 5812 Monning Place, 6804 Stewart Road, 5462 Erling Road, dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency. Uh, our property code management officer uh, has followed all legal procedures to notify the property owners to correct the problems with tall grass and weeds and debris and they did not and so we bring them forward with as a nuisance property the vote here allows us to then bid out and contract for mowing cleanup and whatever is necessary on these properties uh, this is an emergency resolution passage do I have any questions we'll be having more of these come through is, is this typical I haven't seen these types of motions before is this typical for uh, we didn't have many during COVID because I think people were yeah. taking care of things more. I'm not sure. Yeah. But yes, we, we have a number of these every year. Okay. Uh, and they kick in generally in spring. Uh, they start several months before they are brought to you because we do have a legal yep. notification process. All right, so I read the title of resolution. Um, you've heard the first reading. May I have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabeki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. We've dispensed with the second reading. May I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? So moved. Second. Roll call. Uh, Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabeki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. May I have a motion and a second to invoke the emergency clause? So moved. Second. Roll call. <laughs> Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabeki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay, the resolution is now in effect. Our second resolution this evening is on the uh, the waste levy, the waste and recycling levy. Resolution determining to proceed to levy a tax outside of the 10 mil limitation within the unincorporated area of Columbia Township in the Columbia Township Waste District at a lesser rate than the existing levy for the purpose of providing for collection and disposal of garbage or refuse, including yard waste, and collection of materials for recycling and declaring an emergency. 
This is the uh, second step before filing documents with the Board of Election for the waste levy this fall. If uh, we spent quite a bit of time at our April meeting going into detail about the um, opportunity with this uh, in that the trustees, uh, as a result of the medical marijuana um, money, uh, have decided to lower the tax rate, cut the tax rate for the waste and recycling levy uh, back to 2012 uh, at a savings to our residents. And uh, first time that I'm aware in the history of this township that a tax cut has been proposed to the residents, so we hope that they will see the um, benefit of it. This is our most popular program. It covers a significant number of services from discounted Rumkey waste and recycling uh, all the way to our monthly, twice monthly brush pickup and other um, benefits. So if anyone has any interest in a lot more detail, we're going to be having a voice newsletter out this summer that will go into a lot of the detail about this program to help our voters make an informed choice. And um, is there any, did the, do any of the trustees before we move, do you want to make a comment or talk in any more detail? Just to clarify, you mentioned that it is one of our, is our most popular service. It will still have its extraordinary service. Yes. We're just supplementing from the marijuana dis dispensary, right? Correct. Okay. <laughs> um, we, are, we are cutting the tax rate by a third. Yep. And we are covering the gap from not receiving uh, between what revenues we do receive and the cost of the program, which goes up every year because we have a negotiated contract with Rumkey for each year, as well as the cost of services for all of the other waste and recycling services. We will cover that gap every year for the life of the program, January 1, 2022, and moving forward with uh, medical marijuana proceeds. I'll just say I'm, I'm, I think that's a great way to, to spend the medical marijuana dispensary money. It's other people's money. That's a, a term I hope to use a mm -hmm. lot that Melissa taught me. And um, hopefully our residents see it, save a few bucks here and there and see the value of this. Yeah, we might want to, uh, if we do in addition to the newsletter, to do some sort of card and figure out what we can and can't say to make, an, as you mentioned, an informed decision and let them know on, let's say, per $100,000, what does that mean? So tax savings, how much is it right. on a per $100,000 basis? What does it mean? So just let's touch base and yes. figure out how we can, we can inform them of what exactly it means rather than just a renewal of a tax because sometimes it gets a little confusing. Yeah. But as you said, it is lowering the taxes. Yeah, and the, the language, because the language had to be in the resolution for the Board of Election mm -hmm. following the requirement for ORC, um, it's the... 3.5 mil levy, which is a decrease of 1.6 mils from the existing levy. So basically, uh, six. It's you're, they're currently paying 51. We'll do what you what you asked, and we do have those calculations. So but per 100 or per 200,000. Will it say so? So on the when you yes, vote, this is the decrease. This is the language. Yes, we worked with uh, uh, Brian Pacheco, Board of Elections, and then also uh, the county auditor so we'll read decrease which is a decrease of 1.6 mils okay. so instead of 51 cents per hundred dollars of assessed valuation not full market but the th the third that the auditor assesses instead of 51 cents per 100 dollars of assessed it's 30 it goes back to 35 cents which was 10 years ago and it goes into effect in t january 2022 so the last time the uh, waste levy tax rate was 35 cents per hundred dollars of assessed value was in 2012. So we're basically cutting the tax rate back to what it was 10 years ago. Got it. Okay. okay. But yes, it does. The first sentence says, which is a decrease. Okay. I make a motion that we approve the resolution. Do I have a second? Second. Roll call. Um, Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. You've heard the first reading may have a motion. Uh, and a second to dispense with the second reading. I mean, second roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kubicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. You have heard the second reading. May I have a motion um, and a second to pass the resolution? 
Motion, Ms. Hughes. Second. Roll call. Did I do that twice? This is really, going too quickly. This is to declare an emergency. Uh, to declare an emergency. So that's why I thought I just did that twice. Okay, so so the resolution is adopted. Hold on. Go so back. Ms. Sorry. Hughes, Mr. Kavicki. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kavicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Thank you. All right. The resolution is in effect. Our third and final emergency resolution is, and this is uh, related to the Madison Place Firehouse, and so we have shared before that we bring these forward because uh, of the importance of staying on the grant schedules that have been set for the firehouse, which COVID has impacted. Uh, so we're moving very quickly with these. Authorizing the Township Administrator to enter into a contract with McGill Smith Punchon MSP design for professional planning, architectural, and civil engineering services for the Madison Place Firehouse Redevelopment Project, dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency. So uh, MSP design uh, has already been working under an administrative contract for uh, uh, the plans, architectural, and civil engineering, and working drawings for the firehouse redevelopment. Uh, in coordination with structural engineers, mechanical, electrical, plumbing engineers, they're like the traffic cops uh, in the center of the intersection keeping everything flowing um, and they have exceeded the administrative contract and I want to bring a contract so that they can continue working for us to finalize the firehouse plans and from that then we will do working drawing uh, working drawings for the bid package and then we will bid it out so that'll be a really big step. So this is a continuation of an existing relationship that just has exceeded an administrative contract. And then there's a fee schedule um, in the back for, uh, which is what is standard on all of our contracts where, where we uh, move from an administrative contract to a trustee-based contract. Do you have any questions? Sure. I'll make a motion that we invoke the emergency clause. Is that what I say? Dispense make a motion? The second reading. We dispense with the second reading. After, first, we have to do the first reading okay. approval and okay. then dispense with the second reading and then invoke the emergency. Okay. Then I make a motion that we dispense with the first reading. <laughs> do I have that right? Well, we, you've heard the first reading. Yes. So may I have a motion to uh, dispense with the second reading. Dispense yes. with the second reading. I make a motion we, we do that. Declare a second. <laughs> second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kubicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Now you know why I do not read these. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then we dispense with the second reading, so we have to pass the resolution, and then we additionally have to pass it as an emergency. So uh, I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution. Motion. Second. Okay. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kavicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. And then I need a motion and a second to invoke the emergency clause. So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kavicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Our final resolution is not an emergency, it's a first reading, uh, and it relates to a grant application for road work. Authorizing the administrator to prepare and submit an application to participate in the Hamilton County Transit Infrastructure Fund Program in cooperation with the Hamilton County Engineer's Office and to execute contracts as required for Walton Creek Road improvements and dis, um, dispensing with the second reading, uh, but it's not an emergency. So in May of 2020, so a year ago, the Ham Hamilton County put forward to voters, which was passed, a 0.8% sales tax increase for transit. Uh, 75 the voters approved 75% of the um, new sales tax goes to Metro SORTA operations to improve transit service in Hamilton County. The other quarter of the sales tax was set aside for a grant program, the Transit Infrastructure Fund for communities that have roads with metro stops on them to improve for people to access them either by sidewalk or to make improvements in the route for people to reach and ride metro. We do not have any township roads that have metro stops on them. So our residents pay for the sales tax and John Cervese and uh, T Ed, Ed Williams, T uh, TEC Engineering, and I work together to identify county roads that are important through fares that do have uh, a metro stop or are within 75 feet of a metro stop, which is the eligibility for this program, 
uh, where we have known issues that impact our residents that we could provide relief to our residents if we were able to secure any of the grant funds. This is the first time the grant program has been run. Uh, we don't know, you know, we don't have any history on it. And so we identified Walton Creek southbound at US 50 Wooster Pike has, um, is congested, backs up, uh, and uh, needs turn lane improvements in order to facilitate traffic, uh, quickly getting out onto US 50 uh, and then from US 50 onto Walton, as well as it does not have sidewalks. So we have several neighborhoods to the north that do not have sidewalk access to US 50, uh, any of the businesses along there, and specifically Metro and Metro uh, travels from Columbia Township all the way to downtown. Mm -hmm. uh, and obviously back. You can go all the way downtown and back along Wooster Pike and then it becomes Columbia Parkway in, in Cincinnati. So we are going to uh, apply for and I, we approached the Hamilton County engineer and got his permission uh, to work with us. This grant potentially is up to 90% of the cost of an improvement on Walton Creek South uh, turning movements uh, and sidewalks and then the county engineer if we secure the grant from SORTA uh, the county engineer has a program that he sets aside for grants for cities and townships through the permissive license tax. So our residents also pay not only the standard um, license tax when you renew your uh, vehicle, your registration, but you pay an additional tax that goes directly into roads called a permissive license tax. That was voted by the county commissioners as well over a series of years. So because our residents pay for the sort of sales tax and also for the permissive license tax through the county, both county actions, we wanted to go for funds out of this program and so we have uh, we were fortunate that we uh, that some very preliminary design was donated uh, for identifying these improvements Hamilton County Engineer Eric Beck was very cooperative in working with us on this and so this only uh, authorizes me to apply and if we receive uh, the grant funds from the transit infrastructure fund round the later this year or it'll be awarded um, this year then I would go to the county engineers uh, grant program for local communities um, based on the permissive license tax and then if we receive that the trustees I would then return to the trustees to show you the numbers so to speak and see if you want to authorize me to enter into grant agreements so this is a let's apply and see if we get the money that our residents put into I like it so just the first reading no nope, we don't have to do it first reading so if there's anyone who wants to call and have has comments Okay. All right. Next, I make a motion that we approve the payment of bills, bank reconciliation, and financial reports. Do I have a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay. Next, I make a motion for the signing of the minutes and resolutions. Do I have a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. And last but not least, I make a motion that we adjourn. We had people come in late. I'm not certain. Oh, yes. yes. Our public forum is already, has already ended. Did you come to participate or did you come to speak? No. No. Oh, okay. We just want to give you that opportunity. We're interested, though. You said that you were going oh. to have. Would you like to speak? No, I just have a question. Okay. You want to give us your name and your address? I'm John Riebel. I live on uh, Ashley View. Okay. Now, yeah. and, and you said uh, you were going to uh, have uh, underground uh, utilities installed? We're going to have utilities at the Madison Place Firehouse on Correct. Murray Road. The utilities currently are on overhead poles mm -hmm. extending over the road to the building. We're having those uh, relocated underground. I see, but it, it's just into the building. It's to go into the building. Correct. It's utility service to the building currently goes over the road from the poles to the building roof. The building roof has to be changed, and so we're going to drop those utilities under the road. We're putting conduit under the road. And the other thing uh, on the uh, remodeling of the uh, firehouse, are, are you going, do you have any uh, plans to have uh, solar panels on the building? Were you on our call? Our, yes. Yes, I remember, your, I remember your name and your question. Uh, so we don't have them in phase one because if we want to look at that, I think, did I mention to you on the call, uh, I'm supposed to be speaking to this. So Tom Carroll 
is the village manager of Silverton. He is a Columbia Township resident and he has brought to me and we have met on um, the opportunity for putting solar on the firehouse. We brought him to the firehouse and had a conversation about that as well as the firehouse redevelopment. And so we will, we definitely want to look at that. It's not something that we had in our original grant application so it's not something we can fund as part of the original phase but we do have a second phase and it is something that we can do um, next but it's not something we have planned for this summer because it wasn't originally anticipated and it's not in the grants so we don't have a funding for it do you know if there's a availability of grants for solar panels on the uh, our house uh, there were national grants for solar panels which were changed under the prior administration. I don't know if they are going to be put back into place under the Biden administration. Okay, thank you. No, we appreciate you. Right. We appreciate that you are interested in that and we are going to look at it and put that on my to-do list after our community Zoom. So it's good to meet you in person. Thank you. And we thank you for that. And my, this is my wife, uh, Rosera. Nice, nice to meet you both. Okay. Um, Mel, you had two motions no, no, no. on the. Oh, agenda. I did. I totally forgot. Thank you. Uh -huh. That would require me to find them. I've already moved them. Sorry, I already started putting things away. Goodness. <clears throat> the uh, two motions thank you for the catch mm -hmm. the um, Ohio auditor requires annually that any bonus points that accrue on the townships business card if they are cashed out the trustees need to be made aware of the value of the cash out and record that they are going to be deposited into the general fund so I need a motion for the trustees that you will approve cashing out the PNC credit card reward points that are valued at six hundred and forty dollars to deposit into the general fund okay, I'll <laughs> second roll call Mr. Lamar yes Mr. Kvick yes, yes. Okay. and then I have a letter of support uh, that I'd like the trustees to uh, authorize Lowe's on um, uh, in our uh, Ridge and Highland business district uh, is adding about 5,000 square feet for a tool rental a direct access tool rental facility and we are taking uh, we are supporting them through the Hamilton County uh, planned unit development revision process and Hamilton County appreciates uh, knowing the township's position Lowe's is uh, one of our largest if not our largest companies in terms of square footage uh, and uh, built new I think in 2014 so five years ago it was vacant a vacant lot and so they are an entirely new business to the township uh, with the jobs as well as significant property taxes and the expansion is less than two percent of their total size and there is screening for the adjacent residents uh, there's already natural vegetation that screens to the adjacent residents in Pleasant Ridge they are being notified however of the opportunity for the public hearing so I have a, a letter drafted of support and would like your motion to authorize me to send that to the County Commissioners I'll make the motion I'll second roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kavicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Then I'll make, I'll make a motion that we adjourn. Second. second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kavicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Thank you. Sign things. Don't leave. <laughs>